0: And welcome to a somber episode of the Decode Podcast. <laughs> we're, we're gathered here today to put to rest our Space Gill meme, who will finally of no longer be of any use to us here at Decode.
1: Wait. Space Gill <laughs> <Wait>. was. With- <laughs> we have the Mass Effect game trilogy coming out. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> <What is that? laughs> Spacekill was near and dear to our hearts And representative of the company that is EA In a joke that started as just a joke and became something much more He, he was quite the character Gave us many laughs And always tried to seal the deal He will be missed he will be immortalized forever On our Instagram page, that you can follow and see his alternate forms as he now moves away from EA and becomes the embodiment image of Activision. (laughs) O'Gill will no longer be used as a representative of Electronic Arts or any of its memes. Instead, Electronic Arts will be replaced by Ralph from The Simpsons.
1: Is that an upgrade? <laughs> I, I don't know if that's... I, is that an upgrade? <laughs> Can it at least be Milhouse?
0: I'm in danger. <laughs> no, it's going to be Ralph. <laughs> that's where we put Ralph. I know, I understand where like, we put Ralph. But uh, I'm sitting here, I'm
1: like... <laughs> I don't know if that... <laughs> oh,
0: boy. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, obviously, uh, we're going to be talking about the um, cancellation of Anthem Next. which And in its death,
1: how it's saved.
0: It just uh, Anthem is still going to be open and still played. Um, but Anthem Next is dead. Uh, yeah. The game of Anthem will probably not receive any updates for the foreseeable future. Uh, the EA is committed to, and Bioware are committed to keeping the servers open uh, for the time being. I don't know if that's
1: going to change. My, um, yeah, it's just yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this um, because after, after the news broke and everything, a day later, um, uh, EA released a, a small presser to the Washington Post, stating that, um. This also, with its death, uh, Dragon Age, the next Dragon Age game's multiplayer component was also scrapped.
0: Yes, so Dragon <laughs> Age 4 was originally going to be a live service game. <laughs> and given that Anthem didn't succeed in this live service market, they decided to step away from that and make it a single player game, effectively coming full circle and making EA eat its own words that single-player games are dead. Um,
1: <laughs> also, thank you to uh, Star Wars. Pardon,
0: Fallen Thank you, order. Star Wars Fallen Order and Respawn Entertainment yeah. for giving the kick in the pants that EA deserves. Um, <laughs> I guess they're keeping their promise.
1: They're keeping their promise.
0: I know we like to meme on EA a lot, um, but the fact of the matter remains that hard-working people... Did work on this game. They believed in Anthem, and for a while, so did we. Because, like many of you, and I speak for myself here, but I think a lot of people had the same feeling. You know, there, there was the hope that melding the concept of Iron Man and something like Destiny would bring about something really unique and really fresh. And and different to a degree. Um, unfortunately, what would least was the result of a lot of mismanagement, a lot of miscommunication. Uh, you guys can look up all the stuff that happened during the development of Anthem, and it, it was a mess. Um, if if anything at all, I feel that Anthem serves as the best indication of what not to do for games as. The service or the live service model, should any other developers decide to make this kind of game? Not Marvel? Um, no, please, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's another one. You <laughs> won't talk about that one.
1: Because um, at, cause at I, its I core, I, I think, uh, at its core mechanics, I think the gunplay felt fine, the flying felt okay. I think under um, everything, it had a good base it's just everything built on top Uh, of that base was shoddy. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So I feel like here's what Anthem did right for me as like, you know, when it was working and you know, when I decided to like really give it a try, uh, I thought the world was visually amazing. Okay. I actually did not like, The gunplay, up until, I forget what javelin it is that you unlock, but there's one that's, like, it's super quick and nimble, and it's literally, like, one of the last ones you unlock uh, after, like, the big chungus one that, uh, Neil Ivan loves when he tried the game out, um... But everything else just felt like so similar. But like it was like this is the same thing. Only I'm slower. Like that's how I felt like when I was in the bigger, okay. you know, Me- mecha Chungus one. Um, I didn't really feel the variation between the different suits. So I feel like that was something that uh, uh, was a missed opportunity. Uh, the loot was awful. Um, yeah,
1: the loot was awful. The war-
0: world tier system that they had uh was also just bland like it didn't really add anything to it you know other games obviously did it better and you know you have stuff like diablo that offers the torment system uh division has the world tier as well um Destiny just has other versions of the things you know you have in Destiny you can run like a regular strike and then you have the Nightfall strike which is a harder version of that strike with modifiers and things like that um but again like I was saying I feel like Anthem serves as the thing that should teach developers what not to do if you decide to make a live service game. and the thing that you don't do is not pay attention to what other live service games are doing like you have to see where they are currently to understand how you have to launch No, oh, yeah and i feel like i feel like had they had the communication had they had the leadership because you know they went through many leadership changes during the course of this game uh, in its development and it's like anybody if, if you knew as a leader if you knew you were making a live service game you look at your competition which at that point was mostly Destiny and The Division you look at what people were complaining about from both what people liked about from both and you come to some type of a of the two which is what I was really hoping Anthem would have you know I have the space and the sci-fi of Destiny but I have like the grounded gunplay type stuff that's found in The Division and that's what i was hoping for we didn't necessarily get that um and for all intents and purposes the game was trash like i'm sorry like i know like there are some that had their fun with it for whatever reason um i i have a very uh it's almost borderline gatekeeper-ish opinion on people who play like one game a year, and they're like, "Yeah, this game is fun," and it's like, "No, no, no, you don't know what fun is. Like, this is not a fun game. <laughs> um, borderline elitist, I guess you can say, and that's <laughs> only because I just I've been playing games for such a long time, and I have been behind the scenes on some games development, you know, and I and I, yeah. I feel I feel like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to like design and, and things like that because I've been in the industry, in many different facets. Um, I
1: think this game, for me, Anthem, just signified I don't like the term or this idea of live service games. Let's just mm-hmm. call them what they really are. Just MMO lights at this point. They're lightweight I mean, MMOs. They are. And mm-hmm. I don't like that they're trying to reinvent this wheel, like when you have two great examples, excluding WoW. In my opinion, you could just you could take the dynamic story, how everything plays out in Final Fantasy, how the raids are done, and everything like that. How you have different tiers of raids, um, mm-hmm. from fourteen. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Elder Scrolls Online also does really, really good content and how their loot system works and how their leveling system works that actually makes it feel like the work you put in matters as you keep going through its major, like, the st- main story quest and stuff like that.
0: For sure. Yeah. It just feels um, like a lot of
1: these live service games are just light on the, on the thing that catches me, which is lore. And, and they are starting to learn this, finally, apparently. Um Destiny. I mean, too of has course, learned
0: you but know, <laughs> Bungie woke up a long time ago when it came to that. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, like, I think a lot of people jumped on it because Bungie did the experiment first. For all intents and purposes, Destiny was the first type of this of this type of game because on PC, nothing like Destiny existed. There was it was a console based amalgam. Of two different genres that have never really been put together, uh. and they made it work, and they they grew as the years went on to where Destiny is now.
1: If if really if we really want to say games as service, like if that's what, instead of live service, but games as a service, mm. I would have to say Counter Strike then. Or TF2 as like the as the people who like as the games that put down the foundation to this because those were games that would get updates of content updates of cosmetic items especially in um. Well, yeah, well, you know,
0: like, ter- yeah, they are just they were just multiplayer only. You know, Destiny yeah, no, had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though it's only online or whatever, and you are playing with other people, whether you're on their team or not, like, you go into a world and other people are in that world. Yeah, no, Um, yeah. You know, it wasn't just a a multiplayer-only focused thing. It's not just a versus mode with cosmetics.
1: No, no, true, 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 true. yeah. You know. It's just also, like... It's weird, because I don't really... I don't like that term, games as a service or live service games. They're more lifestyle games, really, if you think about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Destiny, for all intents and purposes, is the hobby within a hobby. Yeah. You know, the hobby is playing video games, and then you have Destiny, which is the hobby that the hobby causes. It's really... It's a really weird thing that they've done, but you know, they've managed to make it work this long. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, um... Anthem for all, for all intents purposes is done for. Uh, it, i hope that EA does take this lesson home. And it feels like that, that's all EA has been doing lately is they've been really taking the lesson hit with lessons yeah. learned and, and and taking the lickings and they're going forward with it. You know, they've definitely changed a lot of stuff as as these past few years have indicated. Um, you know, the EA of old was content to beat the dead horse dry so long as they kept giving them money.
1: No matter how tiny it was. And no matter how tiny
0: that horse was. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, EA has to understand that there are people that you have to care for. The people who make your game and the people who buy your game. You have to give at least a little bit of care to those, you have to show that you care. Because at the end of the day, we get it. You know, you're a business, and you want to make money. We get it. But treat your workers, you it's- know, treat your devs fairly and uh, and equally, and then, then treat the gamers who buy your stuff with respect. Uh, and I think they they learned that, you know, they I think they really learned that the hard way these past few years. They that, really have.
1: You know, um, and it's weird that it's EA that's learning this. Because we, I see another company falling into, into this death trap, and that's Epic.
0: Yeah, Epic is definitely another company that uh, has that. But Epic doesn't really care because they make money money hand over fist with the Epic Game Store and all of that.
1: But so. At some point, it's going to come and bite them, I feel like. At some point. It, it will. <laughs> it's, it's when they, it, it's, it will happen when
0: they make some type of mistake that's uh, too severe for them to
1: really come back from. Um, Not taking away Sweeney's uh, Twitter, maybe? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> they really need to take that man. It's like him and Elon Musk, like both of them, just take their Twitters away. Please, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know,
0: this does come with some uh, good news. You know, now they are, they are committed to focusing on Mass Effect. They're committed to focusing on Dragon Age 4. Which is now moving away from its original live service uh, direction. It's going to be focused as a single player game. So that's actually really good news. That I'm actually happy for that. I don't really care. Like I've lost complete interest in Dragon Age, but this move for that game, I I am happy for. So like for those of you who are really into Dragon Age, you know, I think by them being able to focus it on the single player experience and not you're gonna get a better game. MMOs, you're going to get a better game. Uh, and I, I am happy for that for the fans of Dragon Age. Do I care about Dragon Age? No. But I do it not. Like, I did like the first game. You know, I just didn't like the games that came out after that. Like, the second one, uh, Dragon Age 2, that game completely turned me off. For that me was crazy. a cash like, oh, grab. Think-
1: like, they even admitted that that was the cash grab game.
0: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I said, no more. And I'm sticking to that. I'm just not. I don't, I don't care how I don't good know. the games look. I don't care how awesome the story is. I look at it and I go, that's cool not doing it
1: (laughs) then there's uh they're also giving more attention to the old republic again so that's good
0: yep um they also acknowledge that you know when when asked about you know what's gonna happen with like titanfall and whatnot ea has said that that is firmly in the hands of respawn you know what they want to do with titanfall or uh, apex legends we let them do it we don't Input anything, and I think that's really nice that they admitted that, like, no, we let Respawn do what the hell they want, yeah. And it's like you should, cause they're the ones that give you the most money <laughs> at this point, yeah. Everyone's just, <laughs> they just put, like they put out a game and everyone buys it. <laughs> I didn't fall so, too. was such a good game. Yeah, Titanfall 2 was amazing. Um, it's such
1: a good game. I mean, I, I,
0: I love that people are like, oh, when are we going to revisit the Titanfall universe? And it's like, uh, Apex Legends is the, in the Titanfall, Titanfall universe. universe
1: I, but a lot of people, what a lot of people, I think, they're, they're missaying that. It's like, when are we getting Titanfall 3? That's the real question. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that's what I want to know. I want to know when we're getting Titanfall 3. When can um, I
1: drive around at a giant robot, punch someone in the face, Then hop out of said robot while he's holding the person and shoot the person in the face. (laughs) Hmm. Robot parkour.
0: Uh, For sure. (laughs) Um, But yes, with with Anthem gone, Space Gill is officially retired. We're going to move old Gill over to be the face of Activision. We're going to have Ralph memes for EA. And we're going to have old Gill memes for Activision. But since we're on the topic of Activision, let's talk about BlizzCon line that happened
1: uh Which I before the watch. weekend. <laughs> I didn't weekend. watch at all. <laughs> I couldn't. I really could like I was so like I in all honesty, normally I'm excited for it. But when I saw the leaks about Birding Crusade Classic, I was like, you know what? I'm done. We're clearly going down the Turner Classic movie route. But for video games, where Blizzard's like, "Hey, you remember those commercials? You'd wake up at like 3 a.m. and it's like, uh, uh like the Shirley <laughs> Temple commercials. It's like they're just doing yeah. all their greatest hits as remasters. That's what I'm oh, pulling wow. from all of BlizzCon at this point. I mean,
0: whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever gives them money to keep making the games that they make. You know, like I think my only thing that games. I don't like, about, like <laughs> I mean, they have like their they have their uh, they have their totems, you know that they have their games that they have in their hand, and those are the things that they're gonna focus on, you know. They they can, you know,
1: what we went full circle with Hearthstone to an RPG based on Hearthstone, which Hearthstone is a card game based in the WoW (laughs) TC, based on the WoW universe.
0: Yes, I know, but. (laughs) They're just trying to figure out how to keep people playing their game, and let the, they gotta figure it out. They'll get somewhere with some of those titles, and, and you know.
1: I have so many World issues with Hearthstone because of its balancing and everything.
0: Well, I think that that's why they did the announcement that they did at the uh, at BlizzCon line. Yeah. So obviously, World of Warcraft was focused on their next expansion. Well, the Warcraft Classic is getting the Burning Crusade, arguably one of the most popular expansions in Warcraft history because it was the first expansion in Warcraft history, but it's the one that brought about uh, Illidan
1: and... It's also the most um, controversial uh, expansion. It's it's the one that actually started the WoW Classic, like, hey, we want to go back to what WoW was before this. Mm. I, I, I So the... If I remember correctly, WoW Classic was started because people missed how Wet World of Warcraft used to be. Yes. So you have a choice whether or not to bring your character over or roll a new character in um Burning Crusade. But Yes. Well it just it doesn't it, in my mind it doesn't make sense. It, it feels like they lost the plot. WoW Classic was for the people who just wanted to continue playing Vanilla WoW, period.
0: Well, I, I guess that I guess they felt that that alone would get stale
1: after a while. I mean, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, they're just re-releasing their entire know. MMO again. Let them
0: if it makes them money. Let them.
1: That's all I care. Like, it's
0: fine. It's fine. fine it's it's, it's
1: it's just the logic behind it just confuses me. That's really what it is. I'm, I, I I don't tend to question a lot of Blizzard
0: moves sometimes. <laughs> I only question that they're still, you know, merged with Activision. I feel like at some point they need to escape again. They can't. They can't they escape, escape, actually. Can. They probably um, can't. Remember, no, no.
1: The, act, the reason why they merged with Activision was because Blizzard couldn't keep the lights on. <laughs> they are 100% yeah. absolved into it, and only Blizzard in name. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um... So, speaking of Hearthstone, they, they announced that they're going to introduce a core format, which is going to have, similar to how the physical card game had the core format and the classic format, where a classic format was you can use all the cards. Core format's going to have a selection of cards going from where they release core going forward. So, there's actually going to be, like, two different formats now. So, in the my question is,
1: how much of, how much of this announcement for Hearthstone is them waiting out on the royalty payments? to Cryptozoic to expire before they actually introduce it to Hearthstone? Because that's what it's starting to sound like.
0: (laughs) I don't think they... I know that they settled um, their litigation
1: outside of court. So, who Mm -hmm.
0: who knows? Um, So Hearthstone's in that little weird spot. They also announced their new expansion for Hearthstone. And... I guess, you know, it's whatever. (laughs) That's why I look at it. Uh, But the two big things were the Diablo announcements as well as uh, a look at what Overwatch 2 is becoming. I'm going to talk about Overwatch 2 first just because I want to get the bad news out of the way. Um, Or at least what I feel is the bad news. Um, They still don't have a release date for this game. Overwatch 2 really looks like a really expensive DLC as opposed to its own game. So that kind of like upsets me. I don't know if you saw the. Uh, the I, I, I watched some like... of the
1: stuff. Um, we already knew that Overwatch Two was not coming in 2021 because they said it in their earnings call that because yeah. of the COVID and everything going on, um, it got pushed to 2022, I believe, or 2023. Um, okay. it 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 just it leaves Overwatch in limbo. With really, what it does. <laughs> It does. I mean,
0: it's the the game still has its community. It's still as popular as ever. Um, Do I feel it deserves? I mean, I don't know. I think. I mean, it deserves it. It came out at a good time. You know, it was definitely something that uh, the industry needed. Do I still think it should be up there? No, not really. Um, But gamers are going to stay to what they like. You know, popularity will always issue popularity.
1: Yeah. I, I, um, I think the big issue with with it is like everything that they showed off. It, like you said, it feels like a very expensive DLC. And if I'm gonna have to pay really thirty does. or forty bucks for this, I'm gonna sit here and be like, no. No, they're releasing it as a full price title. So fifty nine ninety nine. It's gonna be the fifty nine ninety nine. Yep. The original Overwatch but didn't I, launch uh, at fifty nine ninety nine. It was what, like forty nine ninety nine? It was forty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety nine for the standard edition. Forty nine ninety nine for the the one that came with the two extra skins of um, Reaper and uh, Jack. Reaper and Jack. Yeah, seventy six. So I, I, mm.
0: I don't know. I, I've lost. I've. Not that I've lost faith or lost interest in Overwatch, I just can't like see myself getting back to it unless they really, really understand what balancing their game really means. They and don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Let's for a be while. honest, they
1: don't. <laughs> Blizzard's um, patch philosophy is so trash for an actual esport, Let's be honest, because it's the same it really all across is. the board. The best time that they had mm-hmm. the best patch philosophy was for StarCraft because they didn't understand they- because internet bandwidth was too expensive back then. It's
0: funny Um, And then uh, the Diablo announcements were probably the best thing that I saw Uh, We got confirmation that the Rogue is coming back to Diablo 4 Uh, That trailer looked pretty sweet, the gameplay looked amazing I was really excited to see how the Rogue was playing uh, in Diablo 4 And then we're also going to get Diablo 2 resurrected this year uh, since Diablo 4 doesn't have a, a release date, Diablo 2 Resurrected is coming to console and PC later this year. And, um, it looks okay, you know. I, Diablo. Like I, <laughs> I,
1: Again, this is this is just them <laughs> reaching back and being like, hey, remember those hey days? Th- <laughs> do you remember Diablo? <laughs> yeah, basically. Like remember back no in the day. Yeah. Remember back in the day when you were on your fifty-six K modem? You're a Phenon 2 processor. You had Diablo 2. Life was good. He is a remaster of it. Give us $59.99 for it. What's his actually priced at?
0: I don't know. I don't know what Please don't say $59.99 at
1: at because I'm gonna be very upset by that.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it does release at that price.
1: Uh Hold on, let me see. What, what What's your price at? Oh, it supports 4K. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, yep.
0: $39.99. For Diablo 2 Resurrected? Yeah.
1: On PC. Okay, that's not bad. On PC. Yeah. The it question should be the same for console. Uh, it should be I the same the for thing. console. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, Blizzard has their own launcher, and they can do whatever they want. This is true. Because <laughs> remember on on PC I think um Cold War was fifty nine ninety nine, but the PS five version was sixty-nine ninety nine, was it? Or do they change that so. last minute? I don't remember. I feel like they did Cold that, yeah. For what game? Cold War, Call of Duty. Uh
0: so Cold, Call of Duty, Cold War was originally gonna release at sixty nine ninety nine. Caught backlash, so they dropped it to fifty nine ninety
1: nine. Okay, so but it was always fifty nine ninety nine on the PC. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Blizzard, you—it's one of those companies that I would have been sad that went quietly into the night. But at this point, it's like you probably should have gone quietly into the night after watching what Activision has turned it into.
0: I mean that's 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 them for you, you know?
1: <laughs> Activision, we take all our tips from hedge fund companies. How to run a business. <laughs> I used to make that joke about EA. I can't anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's so true though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> EA used to buy studios and they take them out old Yeller style after a while. Right? At least at least EA had the decency to put studios down. Let's be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't believe you would actually think that that's a positive thing.
1: Compared to what Activision's doing?
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to compare those two. For that's all sure, just comparing those two. Like...
1: <laughs> Like, EA, yes, used to squeeze as much of, like, atomic dust out of, like, the beaten horse. Activision yeah. has the thing in a test tube keeping it alive. <laughs> Against its will.
0: For sure. <laughs> Anyways, guys. <laughs> moving away from the two companies we love to rear on day in and day out. Um, let's get to some esports news before we get into the final part of our show, where we will talk about the Sony state of play. Uh, One of the things that I want to touch upon that I think is a great move, um, especially for a game that was kind of hyped when it first dropped and sort of fell off for a little bit. Um, Some big changes happening in Valorant as Riot Games announced the Valorant Champions Tour Game Changers program. Uh, The Game Changers program was announced earlier this week. It's an eSports tournament initiative that supplements the competitive season and its goal is to highlight women and people of marginalized genders. It's going to be a year long effort uh, to build a tour that is more representative of the diversity of the Valorant community that, you know, that's literally the quote from uh riot itself. So they're looking to, you know, provide tournaments and development programs specifically for women who want to take their game beyond the competitive ladder play and they're looking to develop programs that will also help create uh, an inclusive environment for competition and also create safe opportunities for women to compete without fear of identity or gender-based harassment. This is coming from Riot and if you want to know why this is a at least I feel is a big deal Um, Riot has come under fire recently and this is something we mentioned on the podcast before with a lot of um, Uh, sexual abuse allocations and worker abuse allocations and to see that the company is doing this as part of its efforts to better that image uh, I think is a a nice step in the right direction yeah so so uh, it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on Uh, I I'm grateful that it's in a game like Valorant which does have a pretty diverse cast of characters um and these events they're going to have uh similar prize pools uh in scale towards uh the ignition series of tournaments that we talked about last year uh late march is going to be the first one for north american comp- competitors and uh, so we'll be keeping an eye on that for the results um and uh, it spawns after the, like it's it's it pretty much inspired by uh they did a September tournament series which was called the the for the women summer showdown yep uh that's really what inspired them to move towards um this game changers program so uh you know i think this is a great step uh for competitive gamers specifically you know women in gaming um so that that's really cool. I, I I can't speak more of it because there's not much else more to talk to like really know about it or anything like that. But it's definitely uh, an initiative that is a step in the right direction. Uh, specifically, you know, for women in gaming, and you know, non and marginalized genders, uh, in gaming as well. Um, especially because women in gaming have it hard enough as it is with multiple reasons, not just you know being woman, but the uh, the abuse the the, toxic the heckling state. that they'll get the toxicity that happens. Uh, it, it's definitely a, a issue in gaming and in esports. But it's, so to see a, a company do something, actually do something about it, uh, is impressive to me. Yeah. Um. We talked about digital card games in a previous episode, and one of the digital card games we mentioned was shadow first shadow first uh was supposed to have its uh world grand Prix, um in 2020 and it was postponed to june of 2021 unfortunately uh it's now even delayed after that so they're saying yeah. that it might not happen in june
1: um so That kind of sucks (laughs) it does um it was supposed to happen june 6th of uh june 4th to june 6th in tokyo but judging by everything going on right now with the pandemic and everything plus vaccine um everything's being pushed back
0: basically for the first half of
1: 2021 everything's being pushed back let's be honest
0: yeah, they're hoping to still have the event in June, but uh, they did make the announcement that there is a chance that if, if they don't see, like, any type of regulation or any type of uh, decrease in the amount of cases or whatnot, it may have to get postponed again.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which, I, which I find weird because it's not like you need to be in person to play this game, so I'm not it's, sure why they keep postponing
1: it. I think it's partly because of sponsors. That I think that's really what it is. Um, I think that, that it has something to do with probably Japanese laws dealing with payouts for for playing games and such like that. I think that's the real reason why. Um, got it. Japanese gambling laws and everything being the pain that they are. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> speaking of payouts, actually, while not fully related to esports news, it is related to an esports brand. Um, Hyper X, the RAM and peripheral maker, has been bought by... HP for $425 million. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. <laughs> um, HyperX was oh, previously God. owned and operated by Kingston Technology, most known as its various computer storage and memory components. HyperX kind of split off and became its kind of own brand while still using a lot of that Kingston technology. Um, they've done a bunch of uh, crossovers, one of them being with Ducky keyboards. Everyone who knows about the sixty percent keyboard knows about Ducky. It was the HyperX Ducky. Um, they're now part of the HP family, which I believe, in all honesty, is going to kill the Omen brand of uh, computers. Uh, well, the Omen, the HP Omen land, uh, line of peripherals, not the PCs themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a good um, that's a good. Look for HP. Um, my fear about these um, acquisitions is HP has done acquisitions in the past. for all of you who are old, like me and Ken. and remember the Palm Pilot? Um, oh God. HP. bought the entire company and then ran the company into the ground, um, almost going bankrupt at the same time. <laughs> uh, they bought various <laughs> different uh, <laughs> they bought gateway computers. they bought yeah, they bought a lot. And have almost gone bankrupt because of these decisions. Because what they would do is they would buy the brand, uh, the brand name and then just slap their shoddy work on them. I'm still very, very hesitant to buy anything from HP as a person just because of what I've dealt with in the past. But people that I know who have bought recently, specifically the Omen line of computers, have said that they've been much better mm-hmm. in terms of quality and in terms of... Um, Upgradeability, So. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which means I think Overwatch League is now going to have to have all the things changed to HyperX. That's going to be a pain. Ooh. That's going to be a pain. <laughs> that's a lot. That's going to be a... <laughs> uh, God. Overwatch League. Um... <laughs> At least we know that it's starting in April. For Overwatch League, right? Yeah, Overwatch League is starting in April. So, Um, On some other sad... uh, I don't know why I'm focusing on sad stuff this week. I don't know, Gino. Gino's the
0: depressing one today. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) There was... uh, the unfortunate myth of a Brazilian Call of Duty mobile player admits to murdering a female player in Brazil uh, for Call of Duty mobile. Um, yes. The... Ingrid Sol Verria Bueno da Silva was uh, stabbed death and found in the home of another player um, who admitted to murdering her shortly after being detained. We... I... Mm, the The whole case is just
0: it's definitely uh something that isn't common but does happen in the industry, yeah, and this just goes to show that no matter where it happens, like it happens, and again, touching on the point that. Women in gaming, women in general, just have it hard. But women in gaming tend to have it really hard. And this girl was just murdered for for murder's sake. Apparently, there's still a lot of uh there's still a lot of th- being on
1: on yeah. There's still a lot being uh, brought up. People don't know if it was over the game or if it was uh, another reason. Um, yeah. the org that she played for uh, released a statement saying that they were completely shocked, but also not fully. Uh, Surprised at what has happened as uh, they realize that they have had to make events solely for female gamers um, that are safe Mm -hmm. for those participants. So it's just absolutely. It's actually devastating. The whole COD community is actually taking kind of like a back from it.
0: Yeah. Um, The cool thing is, is though, that uh, a lot of the. Uh, Call of Duty players have uh, expressed uh, immense support. Uh, They've even begun to arrange uh, some type of uh, funding uh, for the family. So, you know, kudos to them. And uh, uh, um, our thoughts and our prayers are with the family uh, of this, you know, this player, this woman who was an amazing player uh, and was literally killed because she was doing what she loved. And it's unfortunate. Um. I can't segue from that into what I want to talk
1: about. It's it's hard, I know.
0: It's it's, it's hard to to do news in the middle of a show. It is. Um, But we're going to try. Um, Obviously, we're just coming off of the Sony State of Play, uh, which uh, aired uh, not too long ago, just before the recording of this episode. Um, And much like the Nintendo Direct, it was a nice, short, simple to the point. Hey, here's a couple of games. Here's some release dates here's a, a surprise
1: and you know, everyone was and it. everyone was still angry and no one and was everyone was still angry about <laughs> and it and nobody liked that decision <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: you know, I, I, I don't get it i i like we were talking about this um, in the pre-show in, in the pre-show and it's like you know what does it take for people just to like be happy. I
1: really think I really, really think that this is the issue and this is the resulting I guess radioactiveness from the original console wars. You have people who are more excited about the hype for a game coming out so they can have bragging rights saying that their system or their company is better over I I don't even know what the and not even play the game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it either. Um, I, I, and it, it happened. And the one thing, and the reason I know it's very pre- pre- prevalent in the industry is um, as these trailers are being showed, I was watching it on the official Sony PlayStation uh, YouTube.
1: Oh, you were and watching on YouTube the too.
0: comments were like, yeah, the comments uh, from the YouTube chat, and I'm sure this is probably the same in all the chats, regardless of where you played um, a lot of them were incredibly toxic. Uh, you had a lot of people who were like, Oh, who cares about this game? Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, people people care. You know, whether you care specifically, doesn't mean there isn't there aren't people out there who are care. excited for the release. Um, let's go along with some of the the initial things that they showed off. So they started off with Crash Bandicoot four and it come into the PlayStation Five. Cool. um follow which is like okay cool you know uh, we got a reveal trailer for this new game called sifu it's coming to the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 4 uh it looks like it's the old boy hallway simulator I I, I, I don't know what it is but it looks like a very cool martial arts based game yeah. um the mechanic appears to be that whenever you die you age and continue from where you left off. So pretty interesting, I you know.
1: Yeah, I like um, that actually. It's like you get better with experience. So if you hit yeah. that wall, it, like it visually shows that probably. Um
0: we got to look at solar ash which we haven't seen for like a good while now. I think the first time we saw it was like last summer.
1: Oh, uh, and- that very first like announcement where they did all the um the the games that they were showing off
0: yeah so uh solar ash is from the creators of hyper light drifter uh looks like a really intriguing game um looks even better than when they first showed it off yep uh it's all about movement it's all about running around jumping fighting and exploring this unique world the game takes place inside a black hole which i think is a Really nice place for a game to take I mean, to be based in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I hey, just, Where do you want? To, where do you want your game to take place? A black hole. One of the most dangerous place in the known universe. <laughs> black hole. <laughs> um. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's not dead. We got a a, a gameplay trailer reveal for Five Nights at Freddy's that, Security Breach.
1: That dev is probably the weirdest development story I've ever like his de- personal development story <laughs> is so weird to me cuz he used to make those um bible games. Yes. <laughs> and then Five Nights at Freddy's and I'm like what happened to you? What in what, what what happened to you? Do, do you need to talk to someone because oh my god, the Five Nights at Freddy's games are the only games that actually freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um. uh, They had Oddworld Soulstorm was featured. We showed off more Oddworld, Oddworld, which is good. Yeah, Uh, I
1: love my
0: favorite thing about the Oddworld game is whenever Lauren Landing talks about Oddworld, you can tell that he just loves video games. Yeah, yeah. And I love that about Lauren Landing, and the guy's been in the industry for a very long time. He's made. Literally every single Oddworld game and every game based off of it, Uh, even the the Stranger's Wrath uh, side game that was out. Um, he just loves video games, and you can tell that Abe is his baby, yeah. And he takes he takes good care of it, and he just has a genuine love for his game and the industry too. And it looks so amazing.
1: Uh, We got more Um, news on uh, Knockout City, which is cool. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he really wants us to play this game, like. Um, I got to play a little bit of the PC demo, actually. Uh huh. It's really good. It is actually out of the box. It is really, really good. The question is, will it make the mistake that Rocket Arena did and have a price tag to it? Because I think that's what everyone was complained about. Rocket Arena.
0: Yeah, I feel like with Rocket Arena, had it released as a free-to-play game, it probably would be. It probably would have lasted a little longer. Like, I know people still play it, but it's definitely not the... uh,
1: The issue is, is like, people are like, oh, I don't want to have to play for something that looks like this. I'm like, you know, part of that, I really blame the industry for pushing so many free-to-play games that look like this. When I remember, like, TF2. People forget that TF2... Fortnite, (laughs) cough. Oh, Fortnite, yeah. Um... Actually, people don't remember that. You have to actually buy Fortnite originally to be able to play. Originally, yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm one of those idiots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Counter-Strike. Uh, Counter-Strike used to be a... You used to pay for the game. And uh, tf Yeah, I
0: paid $40 for Counter-Strike.
1: Yeah. And part of that cost would go back to I the developer the and they would they would actually like continued development on the game and it makes me worried Mm -hmm. that people are just very spoiled now as much as I hate to say that not entitled but spoiled I don't
0: don't know if it's I was going to say it's like I think it's a combination of being spoiled and entitled like you know a lot of gamers I think have been given too much leniency and leeway um without really understanding the industry (laughs) so yeah that's a thing um I mean the game looks interesting. The game looks interesting. I, I I don't think it's a terrible game. I just
1: it don't was know it was actually a lot of fun. Ah. If, if if it even was yeah. like 10 bucks, that's worth the 10 bucks actually. It was a lot of fun.
0: Probably, you know. Um, We finally got a release date for Kena Bridge of Spirits And everyone's probably going to be like Ken, what's Kena Bridge of Spirits? And I'm like, I'm glad you asked It's a action platformer That I have been following for a good number of years now The development has been very long on this game And to know that it's finally coming to the PlayStation 5 this year And I think it's also coming to the PS4 <laughs> uh, Yeah, and PC. PS5,
1: PS4, uh, and Epic Games Store
0: um, I've been keeping an eye on this game for such a long time, and I am super excited to know that on August—I think it was August twenty-six—supposed to release date, August twenty-seventh. Uh, uh
1: twenty-sixth.
0: I believe twenty-fourth. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere. In, somewhere in August. <laughs> uh, to know that it's finally coming out and is coming. It will be in my hands soon. It's just one of those feelings that I love. Like, there's always a game that I'm just like, I've been waiting for this one. I need it in my hands, please. Uh, I feel like the last time I had that feeling was uh, the Last Guardian, you know, and I waited 13 years for the Last Guardian. It
1: (laughs) reminds me a bit um, of Cameo, the that 360 launch game. Yes. In terms of Uh, art direction and everything.
0: Yeah, it's very much obviously. Uh, it has that like Legend of Zelda inspiration. But yeah. Not as like, not going for that huge epic feel. It feels like a much more grounded action platformer. You know, it has its story and it's gonna tell a story and that's it. Um, we need more. But it just like looks. That. It looks phenomenal, and it looks like it's gonna play very. It looks like it's gonna play fantastically. Uh, the music gives me chills. Like it's just that game that I know it's it's gonna be that game. I know that when I play it, I'm gonna love it. And I rarely ever get that feeling about some games. You know, there are times where I'm like, I think this game is gonna be good, and it winds up being good. You know, and like if you think about it, like uh, what was it when Plague Tale came out? I was like, this looks really good, and I play it. I'm like, holy crap, this game's amazing. Yeah, you know, I feel like. I feel like *Kena: Bridge of Spirits* is going to be like that game where it's like, "Ah, oh, this looks really good," and then you actually play it, and you're like, "Wow, this was one of the best things I've played this year." Yeah, um,
1: that was actually me with *Client Sons* def- uh, le- recently. Uh, th- <laughs> they showed off uh, *Death Loop* some more. Deathloop, uh the *Deja Vu* trailer. Yeah, I love all this yeah. very '60s, 70 ish vibe that it has. Like, it—it it, 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 it it definitely so much to
0: has it. an appeal. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but for some reason, like for me it's the opposite, because like I was intrigued at first, and then every trailer going forward I have lots of interest in. And I don't know why.
1: That's funny because you want to know it. what game did I that can't. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was originally excited for um oh what was it called? Uh the the second game that they showed. Uh because of the B, that um Remembrance. Was that it? Oh, Returnal? Yes, yes. We skipped over Returnal, but yes. yes. (laughs) The reason... I I was so excited. I was so excited when they first showed this game because I thought that it was going to be like fear or like that same atmosphere that Dead Space has where it's that kind of... It has action to it, but it's still like it's you versus everything. And it's like you actually have to not struggle, but it feels like every shot has to count. They showed yeah. the combat today, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I lost complete interest the second I saw that combat. <laughs> I was like, you so really... Always- you gave me a Mega Man shooter in a psychological horror game.
0: Yes. That's perfect. How can you not
1: like that? I don't <laughs> want that. I mean, it had it was screaming fear. It was screaming like the original fear, which actually like every shot or like the early um Resident Evils where every shot matters. Now it's just like yeah. okay, now I no longer care.
0: <laughs> so for so for me, uh, the the big appeal for it and I uh, and it's, I think I've mentioned this already is Returnal is a roguelite. And it's being made by the developers of um Gun and Super Stardust Ultra. Yeah. You know, if you remember those yes, classic shooters uh, on the PlayStation. Um, I very rarely get excited by roguelites. It has to have, roguelites have to have like some type of unique premise or a unique look. or or something that like makes it different from the typical roguelite you know and sometimes like like the old school you know pixelated art kind of thing like i very i can't get into a lot of them unless there's something like there's a hook for it so like for example you think look at um wizard of legend that you know we've we showed on the stream channel before like I was like, oh, it's like pixelated kind of thing. But then like the combat's really fast paced. Um, it felt like a dungeon crawler and the spells look amazing. And it's it has great pickup and play value. And I was like, that's really cool. I could sink my teeth into it. Uh, Dead Cells looked like a really hardcore Castlevania. That's what drew me to it. Um, other games that we haven't shown, but that are in that roguelite aspect that I love. Uh, Enter the Gungeon. Uh, Binding of Isaac um, and there's is another one I can't think of it right now.
1: Have you played Skull oh, the Hero oh, Slayer oh, oh. or no? Uh, no
0: I have not but what okay. I did just recently try uh, I didn't enjoy it too much but I appreciated how it was set up. There's a game called Risk of Rain now, oh. specifically Risk of Rain 2
1: Oh, Risk uh, of Rain 2 that,
0: that game's music is phenomenal by the way. It's such a good like, game it is such a good Whoever game. Whoever did that soundtrack was a genius because, like, it's so cool. Um, and the gameplay is really nice. I just, the, the visuals for it turned me off the game. Like, I can't play that game. Like, you should have seen the I, first game. I can't game.
1: dive in. Huh? You should have seen the first game. It's 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 weird because, okay, so I played both those games. The first mm-hmm. one was top-down isometric kind of like-ish, like very pixely. Uh-huh. And then they did this for two, and everyone was just like, oh, you now actually have a budget. Okay, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's great. Um, I believe the music... The guy who did the music has done for other games as well, and I'm trying to remember who. Oh, my God. I can't remember
0: um it's all right we, we, we don't need to focus on it because we're talking about the state of play yeah but anyway like i like i said when it comes to roguelites like it, it, i am super picky about the roguelites that i get into i love the genre but i'm super picky about which games i pick up and returnal like just looks amazing it's and crazy
1: it's crazy that I like it. it's crazy that we literally had the same reaction but for two different games where it's just like oh this two game different games, is yeah. it happens <laughs> it happens like um, like
0: like I do like I think Def, Def loop has a nice concept i I think it's uh, an interesting game you know I just I don't I lost the desire to play it and maybe that'll right. change when it co- actually comes out I don't know but like right now I, like as each trailer came I was like meh Returnal. I'm just like, oh my god yes inject it into my veins now
1: <laughs> uh the last <laughs> um, the last announcement was. I have issues with Square Enix. So this one, I have, I have
0: issues with, yes.
1: They want the Kingdom Hearts with this game, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want this. Please don't make me so have to hunt really game down games to know what your story is. Because you can't play Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3 in order to understand the story, because then you have to go play all the side <laughs> games. And if Nomura is doing this for, for Final Fantasy 7, we're never going to see Part 3 until another 15 years from now.
0: Yeah, <coughs> so they have Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, uh, which is a updated version of the Final Fantasy VII Remake that's coming to the PlayStation 5. Uh, you can either buy it for the PlayStation 5, or if you own the PlayStation 4 version, you get the free upgrade to this HD uh 4k supported version of the final fantasy 7 remake this... it also makes you eligible for this new Yuffie mission that they showed off in the trailer uh this is not a sequel type game or anything like that it's literally just a dlc so i feel like it's going to be in the same vein as the final fantasy 15 uh, uh okay like the story you know, stuff th- those little story dlcs that yeah. they did with uh each of the characters, like the Prompto DLC. When they were and the, all separated and everything,
1: it's like, hey, here's what this person was doing while you were doing this.
0: Yeah. So I, I feel like it's going to be in that vein. Um, the thing that I have beef with and some of uh, my, my friends in real life also complained about uh, was the fact that, like, if this Yuffie mission is exclusive only for the PlayStation 5 version, you have literally pissed off a lot of Final Fantasy 7 fans who don't have a ps5 and you can't find ps5s now i wish that sony understood that like not everybody has a ps5 and we're gonna miss out on this final fantasy 7 story because it is exclusive to, to the on. ps5
1: version of that's the game
0: just, yeah so we don't know if is it has it been confirmed
1: that it's it has been confirmed to the PS5? that's terrible and you want to know what's even um, worse If this might not affect you, but if you have a disc version of the PlayStation 4 version, right? But you have a digital only console, Uh you're not getting an upgrade. You're not getting the same upgrade. You're not going to get the upgrade disc version. They're just going to give you the digital one. If you have a disc version of the PS5, you're getting a disc upgrade.
0: So a whole new package and everything. Well, it's not that you get the disc upgrade. What it is is if you have the disc version of the PlayStation 5, but you own a PlayStation 4 version of Final Fantasy 7 Remake, all you have to do is put your PlayStation 4 version into the PS5, and you will get the free upgrade to the Final Fantasy 7 PS5 version. Right. But it's only if you have the disc-based PlayStation, PlayStation 5. 5.
1: So, for anyone who has the digital version, you're going to have to, I guess, rebuy the game? You have to rebuy the game. Yeah. That's so. Mm. But
0: that's how that's how all the upgrades work. All the upgrades from PlayStation 4 to PS5. No, I get that. They I only get that. work if you have the physical version.
1: I get that. That's so, like. So... They,
0: when no they me. did that, I was that's like, that's kind out. of. Por- for Square. those people who <laughs> wanted to, like switch over their, their library, uh, you have to get the disc version of the PlayStation 5 if you want to so, get those upgrades for... So
1: particular that's particular why game. there's the price discrepancy on eBay between them. Yeah, I see a lot more sold-off um, digital versions, but the scalped prices for the digital version is so much lower than the physical version.
0: Yeah, because huh. nobody wants the digital version. But some people just want a PlayStation Five, so they'll get the digital version.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I really feel like that's a mistake if they do put that content as a PlayStation Five only feature. I feel like what they should do is what they did with uh, what not what they did, what Capcom did with Devil May Cry Five when they released the the virtual update. How it came to the PlayStation Five version of the game at launch when it launched at PlayStation Five. And then they waited a couple of months and then they put it, they said, you know, we're going to give it to the PS4. And I felt like that was better because like it didn't mean like, oh man, if you wanted to get the ultimate version of Devil May Cry 5, you have to get the PlayStation 5 version. It's like, no, all I got to do is wait a little bit. Okay, I can still do it. I feel like that's what they should, That's what Square should do with this Yuffie update.
1: The more I'm reading, but it is it is, it is just a PS5 exclusive so far. It will be a paid yeah, add on like for PS5 players. Yeah.
0: Doesn't necessarily mean it. Doesn't necessarily mean it's PS5 exclusive. I think right now the focus is on hey, if you get this PlayStation 5, you got this version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, whatever, guys. <sighs> there are plenty of other reasons to own a PlayStation 5. Final Fantasy VII Remake should not have to be one of them, though. Final Fantasy VII Remake was made for the PS4. Now keep it on my PS4 until. In all honesty, noted.
1: in all honesty, though, the um, the graphical update. I don't know if it's just my eyes getting old. I didn't really see. It. I saw a lighting change and that's it. That's it. It's literally just a lighting change.
0: Okay. It's nothing. Yeah. I looked at it. I was like, all it is was just better lighting. Okay, whatever. I don't need, I don't, I'm not, too crazy about that. Okay. Um. All in all, the state the state of play it, it wasn't their worst one. I, I don't think it was like their best one. It was just a nice, simple barrage of here's a couple of games, here's a few announcements, it's- here's some release dates, enjoy. There's going to be more of these throughout the yeah. year. We're going to look forward to each and every one of them.
1: I still think uh, the best. But one at the was- end of the day. Uh, I was going to say I still think the best one that they did was the uh, PS5 like showcase yeah, announcement. The
0: PlayStation their, their PlayStation 5 showcase was brilliant. Um until they showed the console. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day though, when it comes to these type of showcases, you know, for all you gamers out there, please 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 hype responsibly. You know, we get it, you know, you love video games. I love PlayStation, I love Nintendo, but I, I go into it with, like, just at least show me something new. That's, like, the bare minimum that I want. Give me a release date, show me something new. And then, like, when there's an actual surprise, I get genuinely surprised. I don't go into these things going, man, I hope Nintendo shows the new Zelda already. Like, nah, if they did, awesome. But I was just like, hey, just give me, just give me updates on stuff that's coming out. Yeah, you
1: that, know? that's... Like, whenever I sp- see these events... All I just want is, hey, tell me when these games are. Just give me release dates. That's all I need to know. That's, that's it. That's yeah, all I that's, asked for. Release
0: dates. That's pretty much it. Was I expecting a God of War Ragnarok reveal at this one? Hell no. I don't know why anyone would think they would show anything relating to God of War Ragnarok this early in the year. But that, that's a topic for another day. It is I a think we we'll, <laughs> You know, the gamer hype—that's something.
1: We that's should that's discuss. a good. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good roundtable discussion.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we need Wally back for that one. Though. Yes, we do.
1: <laughs> yes, we do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'll be back soon. He's off in TTRPG land now. Um, guys, that's going to do it for our, our show today. I'll uh, stick around for after the podcast though, because RJ will be going through uh, his playthrough of the new—well, not new, but. A game published by our Games, featuring music by i at Lead Music. He's going to be playing Roommates, the new visual novel, and that'll be on uh, just after we go off the air. Uh, but for those of you who wish to continue the conversation going, you can definitely do so in our Discord. So uh, our you disco? can check us out over our Discord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like, what? Uh, feel free to tag. Feel free to tag me with any questions you have. I'm often in the general chat, video game chat, uh, but I'm all over the place there. Just make sure you tag me at OmegaZ and I'll be more than happy to talk to you about all things gaming. Uh, If you would like to support us even further, uh, you can also follow us here on Twitch, or if you would so incline, you can subscribe as well.
1: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what did I unleash? What did I unleash? (laughs) This poor chat. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Disco. Disco. (laughs) Oh, damn it. Anyways, guys, uh, we have our merch over at Stream Elements, so you can definitely pick up some of our D t-shirts, our D hoodie, and our my personal favorite, D-Mug, um, we have those available in our, our now merch shop. Oh, that's available at the link there in our Stream Elements website. Um, and definitely, 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 boss, definitely check out our sponsor, Image ImageAnime, at ImageAnime.com. And uh, you can save 20% off all in-store purchases made on that website, in-stock items, with code DISCOUNT20 to get 20% off all your purchases on in-stock items at imageanime.com. And if you want to check out uh, their product inventory in person, the pop-up, the pop-up shop is available over at the Waypoint Cafe in the Lower East Side of Manhattan at 65 Ludlow. If you pass on through, say hi to Gino or myself. We can be found there from time to time enjoying a fresh beverage or some time on the com- land computers there. I'm usually grinding away on Destiny on PC over there. And you can definitely check it out over at 65 Bloodlow Street. That's gonna do it for us today. Uh once again, if you missed the show, you can catch it on the re-air or after this, you know, after this weekend. So yep. we're there. Anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed the conversation. Again, stay tuned for RJ just after we go off the air. And we will catch you next week on another episode of the Decode Podcast. Until then, as always, you've been decoded.